Hello and welcome to another podcast. In today's show, I'm going to show you all scientific research, hidden or censored, whichever you prefer, about global warming or climate change as they rebranded it. And there's a reason it was rebranded from global warming to climate change. The evidence suggested the earth was actually cooling, not getting warmer. So they just rebranded it climate change. So straight off the bat, a statement from a man who was one of the most loved botanists on British TV back in the 1980s and 90s. He spoke out against the globalists, payrolled scientists at the time on the issue of global warming. And here is what he said. What a load of puppycock by Professor David Bellamy. Global warming is part of natural cycle. And there's nothing we can actually do to stop these cycles. The world is now facing a vast amount of money in tax to try to solve a problem that doesn't actually exist. A scientist who did science, not politics. So this was published in 2004 in the Daily Mail. Um, but I do believe it was a statement from years before even. And Professor David Bellamy goes on to say, Whatever the experts say about the howling gales, thunder and lightning we've had over the past two days, of one thing we can be certain, someone, somewhere, and there is every chance it will be a politician or an environmentalist, will blame the weather on global warming. But they will be 100% wrong. Global warming, at least the modern nightmare version, is a myth. I am sure of it, and so are a growing number of scientists. But what is really worrying is that the world's politicians and policymakers are not. <clears throat> Instead, they have an unshakable faith in what has, unfortunately, become one of the central credos of the environmental movement. Humans burn fossil fuels, which release increased levels of carbon dioxide, the principal so-called greenhouse gas into the atmosphere, causing the atmosphere to heat up. They say this is global warming. I say this is poppycock. Unfortunately, for the time being, it is their view that prevails. As a result of their ignorance, the world's economy may be about to divert billions, if not trillions of pounds, dollars and rubles into solving a problem that actually doesn't exist. The waste of economic resources is both incalculable and tragic. To explain why I believe that global warming is largely, <clears throat> largely a natural phenomenon that has been with us for 13,000 years and probably isn't causing us any harm anyway, we need to take heed of some basic facts of botanical science. For a start, Carbon dioxide is not the dreaded killer greenhouse gas that the 1992 Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro and the subsequent Kyoto Protocol five years later cracked it up to be. It is, in fact, the most important airborne fertiliser in the world. And without it, there would be no green plants at all. That is because, as any school child will tell you, Plants take in carbon dioxide and water and, with the help of a little sunshine, convert them into complex carbon compounds. 
that we either eat, build with, or just admire, and oxygen, which just happens to keep the rest of the planet alive. Increase the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, double it even, and this would produce a rise in plant productivity. Call me a biased old plant lover, but that doesn't sound like much of a killer gas to me. Hooray for global warming, that's what I say. And so do a lot of my fellow scientists. Let me quote you from a petition produced by the Oregon Institute of Science and Medicine, which has been signed by over 18,000 scientists who are totally opposed to the Kyoto Protocol, which committed the world's leading industrial nations to cutting their production of greenhouse gases from fossil fuels. They say predictions of harmful climate effects due to future increases in minor greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide are in error and do not conform to experimental knowledge. You couldn't get much plainer than that. And yet we still have public figures such as Sir David King, the scientific advisor to Her Majesty's government, making preposterous statements such as by the end of the century, the only continent we will be able to live in is Antarctica. At the same time, he's joined the, band the bandwagon that blames just about anything on global warming, regardless of the scientific evidence. For example, take the alarm about rising sea levels around the south coast of England and subsequent flooding along the region's rivers. According to Sir David, global warming is largely to blame. But it isn't at all. It's down to bad management of water catchments, building on floodplains, and the incontestable fact that the south of England is gradually sinking below the waves. And that sinking is nothing to do with rising sea levels caused by ice cap melts. Instead, it is purely related to an entirely natural warm, uh, warping of the Earth's crust, which could only be reversed by sticking one of the enormously heavy ice caps from past ice ages back on top of Scotland. Ah, ice ages, those absolutely massive changes in global climate that environmentalists don't like to talk about because they provide such strong evidence that climate change is an entirely natural phenomenon. It was, it was round about the end of the last ice age, some 13,000 years ago, that a global warming process did undoubtedly begin. Not because of all those Stone Age folk roasting mammoth meat, uh, mammoth meat on fossil fuel campfires, but because of something called the Milankovitch cycles an entirely natural fact of planetary life that depends on the tilt of the Earth's axis and its orbit around the Sun. The glaciers melted, the ice cap retreated, and Stone Age man could resume hunting again. <clears throat> but a couple of millennia later, it got very cold again, and everyone headed south. Then it warmed up so much that water from melted ice filled the English Channel, and we became an island. The truth is that climate change has been yo-yoing up and down ever since. 
whereas it was warm enough for the Romans to produce good wine in York, on the other hand, King Canute had to dig up peat to warm his people, and then it started getting warm again. Up and down, up and down. That is how temperature and climate have always gone in the past, and there is no proof that they are still uh, not still doing exactly the same now. In other words, climate change is an entirely natural phenomenon, nothing to do with the burning of fossil fuels. In fact, a recent scientific paper, rather unenticingly titled Atmospheric Carbon Dioxide Concentrations Over the Last Glacier, glacial termination proved it. It showed that increases in temperature are responsible for increases in atmospheric carbon dioxide levels, not the other way around. But this sort of evidence is ignored, either by those who believe the Kyoto Protocol is environmental gospel, or by those who know 25 years of hard work went into securing the agreement and simply can't admit that the science is based it is based on is wrong. The real truth is that the main greenhouse gas, the one that has the most direct effect on land temperatures, is water vapour, 99% of which is entirely natural. If all the water vapour was removed from the atmosphere, the temperature of the planet would fall by 33 degrees. Aye aye, Freemasons involved in that, are they? <laughs> that was just a joke. But remove all the carbon dioxide and the temperature might fall by just 0.3%. Although we wouldn't be around. Because without it, there would be no green plants. No herbivore farm animals and no food for us to eat. It has been estimated that the cost of cutting fossil fuel emissions in line with the Kyoto Protocol would estimate it to be £76 trillion. Little wonder, then, that world leaders are worried. So shall we all be? If we signed up to these scaremongers, we, we could be about to waste a gargantuan amount of money on a problem that doesn't exist. Money that could be used in umpteen other ways, fighting world hunger, providing clean drinking water, developing alternate, alternative energy sources, improving our environment, and creating jobs. The link between the burning of fossil fuels and global warming is a myth. It is time the world leaders, their scientific advisors and many environmental pressure groups woke up to the facts. Global Warming by Professor David Bellamy So let me give you my opinion about what is going to happen even with the sound of my washing machine going on in the background. Sorry about that. Life goes on. World leaders are already jumping on the bandwagon, bringing in massive changes on fossil fuel consumption and claiming an electric car battery's life has a lower carbon footprint than petrol or diesel engines. Well, that's another lie. It's the other way around. And one can clearly see yet another false crisis, just like COVID, will greater their chances and bring about the Great Reset faster than ever before. And if they don't reach their goal with climate change, they will create another crisis, another virus, or a food shortage, or whatever their greedy minds can think of. 
we as a society can clearly see the way the world is being pushed manipulated by never like never before lied to and censored with the masses still swimming in a sea of cognitive dissonance it's up to us the awake to tell our truths and david bellamy was one such man to go and check this out by professor david bellamy and see how many scientists have been silenced david bellamy was immediately ostracized by the bbc for simply having a different opinion than the government narrative he lost his job and career but the guy had high morals and he never wavered on his research and results never changing his opinion a guy who couldn't be bought like so many scientists of today this man is saying there's no doubt we are beating up our planet and we have to stop start being smarter in everything we do but we are not the cause of climate change it's an entirely natural phenomenon until next time to the loop